Down the Plug Hole, the podcast about student life under lockdown. We're here from student media at Bath to bring you an alternative take on everyone's favourite global pandemic, with stories from our university community. We're now more than six weeks into lockdown and you'll probably have been having some deep thoughts about life, the universe and the pandemic. Maybe you're impressed by your own depth and wisdom. So in case you're wondering, am I the next great thinker of our times? This week's Philosophy for Dummies episode will explore some major philosophical schools of thought and how they might react to corona-related dilemmas. So now's the time to find out if you're a true original or if you were just a standard-issue nihilist all along. If so, it doesn't matter anyway, because nothing does really. So I'm your host, Kathy Westall, and my guests this week are Chloe Granger and Elle Sacharis. So Chloe, how are you doing? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. This is my first time on the podcast, so I'm very excited. My name's Chloe, obviously, and I study international management with French. And currently I am not in Paris, like I should be on my year abroad, but I'm at home in Hertfordshire and struggling to find things to do with my day. Nice. And Elle? Yeah, I'm good. I am at home in London with my family. I study politics of economics and I'm second year currently. This year I was online deputy editor for Bath Time and I'm sticking with it for next year. So obviously not too bad. Amazing. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to launch straight into our first philosophical school of thought. There are six in total and this is number one. So number one is consequentialism. So consequentialists believe that the morality of an action is only determined by its outcome and not by the motivations behind it. So if, for example, you've only done one of those Instagram 5k challenges so that you can drop in the Strava screenshot proving that you can complete it in under 20 minutes, as long as you donated the £5 as well, then your humble bragging is ethically neutral. So congratulations to you. So, Chloe, what do you think of the whole kind of consequentialist way of thinking? I am in two minds, which I know is probably the worst thing to say. But on the one hand, I actually agree that the more good consequences that an act produces, I think the better or even more right the act is. And so I agree with the school of thought that you should do things and live your life so as to create good consequences because you know in this life as long as you're doing good for others then that's kind of it that's kind of the meaning of life if you will so I do agree with it I mean fundamentally if you've run that 5k and you've donated you've ultimately donated to a good cause whether or not you choose to post your time or anything like that that's a personal thing but like fundamentally you've done a good act so I think it's it's not too bad in that respect but I can understand the flip side yeah I mean would you say maybe like morally good maybe slightly annoying potentially yeah I think there's an element of nah mate you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I get that what about you Elle what do you reckon yeah I think with the Instagram challenges like it's great that we're donating money um but I also think it's definitely there's a bit of sort of a lad culture with the sort of downing pints challenge everyone trying to show how quickly they can down a drink and it is just kind of like it's harm it's harmless but it's like you're not really doing it for the good cause you kind of just want to down a pint which is fine but you do have to question people's intentions doing those challenges of do you just want to show off how fit you've got over lockdown that you can run 5k in what 10 minutes I for one did that challenge and I definitely wasn't doing it for the NHS I was like I need to show everyone that I can do 5k I walked most of the way but (laughs) it is what it is Actually, yeah, now that actually brings up an interesting point. So on the flip side of that, 
is it just as good if you get nominated for that 5k thing just completely don't do it put on a like sports bar and like a photo and pretend you've done it but donate the five pounds is that ethically completely fine then i would say it is because i'm quite lazy but quite charitable so um <laughs> i would yeah, say what, what do you reckon i mean i but i did own up to walking it in the end um because i i can't lie on social media hmm. yeah that's not, i think that's reasonable right so overall in terms of like ethical points what would you give consequentialism out of 10 i'd say like seven seven like, that's not definitely that's not, not the worst but i do think people's intentions matter to some extent yeah okay yeah so i say like so ethically not bad but in terms of like would you actually like them as a person maybe you knock off some points so in total <laughs> yeah. decent what do you think chloe Mark yeah out of 10 maybe like a 7.25 just to like mix things up a little bit give it that extra quarter I don't think it's the worst that's fair enough that is fair enough so yeah it's definitely not the worst by any stretch there's definitely a logic to it now yeah so in a similar kind of vein then we have utilitarianism so now the main kind of slogan the main ethos is the idea of the greatest good for the greatest number of people so the idea that it doesn't really matter about how sentimental you are it's just about what provides the greatest good to the greatest number so the most famous example is the trolley problem so it's the idea that if there's a train that's about to crash into three people who are working on the tracks is it morally right to push someone off the bridge to land in the train's path now a utilitarianist utilitarian person would say yes so now, for a more kind of lockdown context, is it moral to push someone out of the way with your trolley in Tesco's to stop them from taking the last three loo rolls for themselves? Discuss. I think it's okay. If you're stopping something that's going to, like, a slight bump by a trolley for someone that's doing something bad compared to a family having to go without toilet rolls, you can weigh that up. And I think the person being bumped by the trolley kind of deserves it at that point. Mm, yeah no that's fair I mean that yeah in that context I think you're right what about the kind of like original trolley problem so if there's a train about to crash into three people is it morally right to push someone off the bridge to land in its path like bearing in mind you know nothing about the people I think that yeah I think it's okay I mean I hate saying yeah I'd happily push someone but (laughs) I just think if you're going to save the life of three other people fundamentally what you want to do is save lives you know would you rather three people lose their lives or one person I just don't think there's a debate personally maybe that's just can you can you push yourself off I don't know like it just depends it just depends that's interesting yeah because that actually I don't know if anyone watches The Good Place but that's where I got this kind of idea for the philosophical um, schools of thought for adapted to coronavirus but yeah the idea of that is that the way you solve the problem is by throwing yourself off because then you don't have to kill anyone and you don't cause anybody else to die by lack of action so yeah that is the way out of that dilemma but then obviously it's not a very nice way out yeah it's like more likely to be these people who are sort of like discussing ending lockdown because of the economic effects so that people aren't kind of like damaged by the sort of economy tanking in the future so what do you think of that line of argument I feel like they're the kind of people that would sort of use the excuse of, oh, you know, people's mental health is being damaged by lockdown, so we need to end it sooner, which is very important. And we need to sort of balance that to get like the greatest good for the greatest number. But I feel like 
you can very easily use that as an excuse to be like, oh, we should all go out and go to bridge and start having sex because it gives us endorphins and then people's mental health is better. <laughs> and then it's like, that's all well and good, but not if, you know, you catch coronavirus and die. Interesting. So you think it's kind of like a useful excuse that people are using? just if you start talking about like balancing ending lockdown it's a really difficult decision and I feel like it could very easily be swayed by people's own intentions under the pretense that it's the greatest good for the greatest number mm-hmm. I say sort of desperately wanting lockdown to end yeah so do you think people kind of want it to end because of selfish reasons and they're trying to find some way of like justifying that in a way that makes it look as if they're thinking about other people Maybe, but I might just be being very cynical of people. Yeah, I have to say, I've done that a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, you know, we can go out. It's not that bad. But, like, obviously it is. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, I'm like, meeting up with one or two people will be fine just because I want to go and see Yes. Yeah. Okay, so if you are properly doing it for all the right moral reasons and not just using it as a way of having an excuse for being a bit blasé about the whole lockdown thing, what would you give utilitarianism out of 10, do you think? I think I would give it maybe an eight because I personally do think that if you do something for the greater good, then that's just that. What do you What do you think, Elle? I'd give it like a six because I think it can definitely be used to justify things that, while it might be the greatest good for the greatest number, is not good for a certain set of people. Okay, so like decent, but maybe not the perfect philosophy. going to move on to the next one which is egoism so it's about as selfish as it sounds but technically it is still a recognized official philosophy so the central ethos is that acting under your own free will in your own best interests is a moral act so you could pull this one out if you want to try and persuade someone of tinder to break lockdown to cut with you but i would just really hope that it wouldn't work because that's just not a good reflection on either of you it's kind of the opposite to consequentialism so and utilitarianism. So what do you think of this? I guess it really is just quite selfish at the end of the day to just only be thinking of your actions and not really how they affect others. What do you reckon, Chloe? I just think that if you're trying to excuse being an arsehole, then you're just fundamentally a bit of a bad person. And I know that's such an extreme thing to say, but if you're not considering those around you and the consequences of your actions, then I just don't think that that makes a good human. I mean, think about the the people who are like anti-lockdown. I mean, I know that there's protests happening and it just completely defeats the point of community and all of this, this sort of positive dialogue that's going on around lockdown. You know, we're all coming together and supporting each other by staying home. And if you're going to be one of those that goes against the grain, you're just a bit of a dickhead. Yeah. And um, did you hear about like all of the American like spring break students who ended up in Mexico? Like, oh, my God, like another bars are open. Like, what the hell's going on? We just want to enjoy spring break. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's the most selfish thing. And if you have the capacity to be that selfish, then you are a bit of a lame excuse for a human. In terms of kind of selfish lockdown behaviour, what would you say has been your biggest temptation to just be a massive egoist and just go with what you want to do rather than what the greater good is? This is quite embarrassing. But I was, I mean, I think lots of uni students are guilty of this, but when you're single, just like scrolling through Tinder, not really thinking about looking for anything serious, you're just kind of doing it for the endorphins and it's fun to swipe and like see who's about. But then I actually started talking to someone and the (laughs) temptation to meet up is strong. 
but we're sticking to lockdown, not going to do anything. I'm just waiting to see what happens afterwards. But yeah, that's definitely the, the, one of the things that's making me be like, can this be over already? Well, I come from the other side of the spectrum and I am in a long term relationship. And to be honest, we have spent the most of it in a long distance. So this isn't necessarily hard. But the fact that we're both in the same vicinity for the first time in about a year and we can't see each other. I like the temptation has been so real to just jump in my car and go and stay over. Obviously, I wouldn't dream of doing Well, I would dream of doing it, but I wouldn't <laughs> actually do it. But my God. <laughs> yeah, no, I can absolutely relate. I mean, I'm kind of somewhere in between the two of you in that I'm definitely not in a long-term relationship, but I went on a couple of dates some before lockdown started, which is about the worst possible timing I could have picked. Oh, um, yeah. So I'm still ta- we're, still, we're, we're still talking, but obviously like, there's very, much, very little that can actually happen at the moment, which is... Uh, frustrating but the good thing is we're all not horrible people so we're sticking with the whole rate of good thing which you know obviously in the short term doesn't necessarily I mean, it feels like good that you're being a good person doesn't necessarily like feel great otherwise but in the long run you'll you know you'll look back and be like hey I wasn't a bennett when I had the opportunity to yeah. be and that's probably worth it in the long run I'm, I'm yeah. gonna hope anyway yeah I like the fact that I can sleep at night <laughs> yeah that's good it's good that you still care about that because it means you're not a sociopath and that's great yeah that's the thing yeah. is I feel like it's not like sticking to lockdown is something that people should necessarily be praising themselves for because at the end of the day we're all doing it I mean all but a very small minority who then I think it's more sort of that they're being selfish rather than everyone else is being incredible and selfless because I think it is just most people see it as the common sense, decent thing to do. So would you say it's kind of bare minimum morality yeah. then, as opposed to like yeah. heroism? That's, that's that's reasonable actually. Yeah, it's more difficult being a good person when there are more restrictions on you, isn't it? For sure. Yeah. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to the next philosophy, which is nihilism which I mean I don't even know why I'm even explaining this one because there's no point because like life is meaningless there's no objective meaning or value and no action is objectively better than any other and you know may as well just be drunk all the time because it's just as morally valuable as being sober so it's not valuable at all because nothing is that's just like a little intro because that's what nihilism basically is it's the idea that nothing matters and nothing has any intrinsic value I'm sure everyone's had their little nihilistic moments where they're like, oh, God, what's even the point? But like, generally speaking, are you trying to sort of steer clear of this one or are you sort of succumbing to it? It depends on the time of day. I say once it hits six o'clock, I'm on the Prosecco like there's no tomorrow. Um, <laughs> I mean, sometimes it is what you want to do. And I just sometimes get into that abyss where I'm just like, screw it. So I've definitely had my moments where I nihilism has overtaken me. But when the sun's up and it's you know, not acceptable drinking hours, I'm okay. <laughs> a nighttime nihilist. Yeah, I'm a nocturnal nihilist. Nocturnal nihilist. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think there's definitely been moments I've been struggling with university work, having a lot to do, which is partly my fault for not doing enough in term time. And I also um, changed my pill. And anyone that's ever been on and off contraception knows that the hormones just make your brain go crazy sometimes. And I now know that by the 4th of June, I will be done with university work for the summer. And that is keeping me going. Yeah, no, I think it's definitely easy to sort of slip into the like, I think if you're just if you spend too much time in your own company, you can get very much into the what is even real uh, level of things. 
which is that kind of very boring stoner conversation vibe <laughs> with you having it with yourself instead yes it's generally worth avoiding isn't it nihilism yeah i feel like the danger is that you wouldn't be taking very good care of yourself in lockdown i think it's the kind of person that would be getting takeaways every day and not using it as a chance to like do exercise um, not showering yeah and then that just sort of means that by the end of lockdown when everyone's sort of going out again you're going to be there sort of broke and not able to go up the stairs without getting out of breath <laughs> oh yeah okay so short-term nihilism bad for the health <laughs> like if you're going to be have a nihilistic outlook during this current environment it's just not going to get you anywhere I mean if you think oh nothing matters you know viruses are gonna happen anyway because of science like it's just it's actually quite scary I think to have that outlook nice okay so out of 10 nihilism not that it matters who's counting who cares Chloe what would you say 2.7 I'm loving these decimal points yeah I'm just I just think it's good to be specific yeah whereas I dropped out of economics for a reason (laughs) what do you think Elle I'd say like three I don't think it's as bad as egoism because you're not just doing things for your own action so that's like definitely going to have bad consequences in this kind of time whereas if you just think nothing matters then you might just you might not be doing anything good but you might not be doing anything harmful either but it's still not great. Yeah. I don't know who'd be more fun to be around, a nihilist or an egoist. I mean, you'd probably have a better night out with an egoist, wouldn't you? Nihilist not... would just be the stoner. Oh, God, yeah. Just I heard they'd yeah. yeah, be like taking Eeyore on a night out. <laughs> so we'll go on to existentialism, which is nihilism's cheerful cousin. So you also think that people are born without purpose and that life's got no real meaning. But on a more sort of positive side, the idea is that that gives you the freedom and the power to create your own sense of purpose and meaning for yourself in your life. So probably lockdown wouldn't be bothering people like this quite so much because they don't really like routine anyway. So they're more likely to be kind of very into all the banana bread and sort of crocheting and maybe like reading some improving books and thinking deep thoughts. So do you like the existentialists then, Elle? Yeah, I feel like they're the kind of person that would have like signed up to be an NHS volunteer, kind of be using this time for the greater good. But then also it can get a bit annoying when someone's the person that's always prepped and got their makeup and hair done on a Zoom call and I'm there like, I've only just gotten out of bed and I forgot to hide my Harry Styles cardboard cutout. You have a Harry Styles cardboard cutout. Hold on a second. It's a joke Christmas present and it just seems to be haunting me. That is great. It's like, oh no, it was a joke. It was for Christmas. And yet it's still up. Yeah, I mean, where else (laughs) am I going to put him? He's like in the corner of my room. But there was an online seminar and I was just not ready. And I rushed to it and then realised he was like directly in the background, even though he was in the corner of my room. That sounds like a brilliant excuse for a Christmas present that actually is just what you wanted the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we've moved off Pete a little bit. So, what do you think, Chloe? Yeah, I can definitely identify with that. Not because I'm I have it together. I by no means have it together, but I do agree that you do have the power to create your own meaning. So, for example, you know, especially in in lockdown at the moment, everyone's having to try and navigate this their own way because fundamentally we're all different. And you know, I like to give meaning to my lockdown by trying to become the next domestic goddess and you know I just think it's great because I now 
I'm the best at making banana bread like absolutely no competition and I feel good for it so that's great yeah and I think I think it's definitely good to not be like too bogged down by routine and kind of like too wedded to your like normal life I think the only the only problem with it is that it's like easy to say that everything is your own choice but then the circumstances that you are born into are quite determined for you so it's like easy to say oh yeah I'll just like have my own fun kind of thing when you have the sort of resources to do so but then it's like if you don't it can be a bit trickier maybe so marks out totally I'd give it a nine I think apart from me just being jealous of people that are like that I don't think that should inform how good I think it is as a philosophy. So I'm going to give it high marks and aspire to be more of an existentialist. Nice. Yeah, I would put it pretty high up in the ranks as well. Not just because there's a tiny portion of it I can identify with, but also I do think that it's one of the more positive schools of thought that we've spoken about. So yeah, eight or nine. Nice. Yeah. But I think my, my, my personal favourite is our final category, which is uh, stoicism. So this is the very Zen one. The main idea is that you can't control what happens and you can't control what disruptions happen in your life, but you can control your reactions to them. So you've just got to like stay calm because being angry doesn't help you and it wastes your valuable time and resources. So it's obviously great if you can manage it. But Stoics are kind of like the friend who is always right, but you just really hate to admit it. And it's like the advice that you would give to your friend or to like the girls in the toilets in a club, but that you wouldn't necessarily take yourself. Like, so you know they were right. I miss the advice of girls in club toilets. Tell me about it. Honestly, there's no better boost to self-esteem, is there, than someone being like, oh my god, I love your outfit. Even though, like, girls say it to literally, literally everyone in the toilets. I reckon that should be, like, one of those online therapy sessions you can get. But anyway, I mean, that's ultimately not the real point of stoicism, so let's get <laughs> Let's get back to, to the topic of the pandemic. So what do you think about the idea that you just need to not react, basically, and you should just kind of, like, stay calm? I think it's a great idea. But I also think that it can get annoying at times when people are sort of always talking about the silver lining. And I'm definitely the kind of person that always looks for the silver lining. But I think sometimes you do just want to complain, especially because lockdown is just really annoying. And I also think people that are always saying, oh, but it's just about how you react to it. And it's not actually that bad. You've just got to have a different perspective are often the people that are quite privileged and if you are sort of in a massive family home in Surrey with a big garden, then lockdown is going to be very different to someone that lives in a flat without even a balcony or is stuck on campus without their family. So I think that it's it's a good perspective to have, but sort of imposing it on other people can be um, a bit problematic at times. Mm, that's an interesting point, actually. Yeah, Chloe, what do you reckon? Yeah, I actually think that's a really good take on it I didn't see it like that to be honest I like to think that I'm a very sort of positive person but then again I'm privileged to be like that I'm privileged to be able to be positive but I think in terms of you know looking for the silver lining and trying to make the best out of something is a good way to be but in terms of a pandemic yeah you can do all the drinking you want you can make all the home bars you want but fundamentally this isn't normal we're literally staring a pandemic in the face yeah the one thing that's interesting is that the stoics kind of they were always seen as being quite like non-materialistic because they have this idea that you should like practice being poor in order to prepare for like whatever life might sort of throw at you yeah I guess acceptance is 
good. Um, I know sort of people keep talking about like the new normal and kind of trying to accept the idea that we're not going to go back to how we normally experience life and especially like being at university that next year might be different. But I think it very much depends on your method of coping. So overall then, what do you think is your favourite philosophy? I personally think a mixture between consequentialism and stoicism for me, just because I like to think I'm an optimist. I look on the bright side and whenever a friend is coming to me, especially at the minute, like if a friend is FaceTiming me because they're having a low point in lockdown, I'm always the first to offer them a silver lining and to give them words of positivity. So 50-50 between those two. Nice. Why you, Elle? I think I'd say existentialist seems like the best one, to be honest. Just using this time to do, like taking advantage of it, to do things that you wouldn't normally do. I definitely need to start doing that more and not just spend my life trying to catch up on uni work. So yeah, I think I'll aspire to be more like that. Nice. Yeah, I think existentialism is a good one. I think a bit of stoicism too, just because it's helpful to be able to roll or sort of at least to think that it'd be a good idea to sort of roll with the punches and like not get too wedded to any particular plans that you might have had. So I think stoicism is kind of like the it be like that sometimes philosophy of all of them. And I think that's quite yeah. helpful in like kind of time when there's so little control over things. So as long as you're not an egoist, basically, then you're kind of all right. So I reckon we can happily round it up there so thanks for listening everyone and uh yeah so bye guys and uh thank you so much for having us this has been great yeah Yeah, this has been really fun so thanks everyone and goodbye 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 thanks for listening to the down the plug hole podcast Please submit any weird stories to the Google Doc next to this podcast. Watch this space. We'll be back here at the same time next week.